often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 516. I am your host, Josh Olbricht. Uh, sitting inside the Slapbox penthouse yet again. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's, uh, there's the most enthusiasm I'm going to have, I think. That's... I'm trying. I'm trying to build it back up. I had a protein bar earlier. I guess I should have maybe held out before I had it. Maybe that would have pepped me up a little bit more. Or just broke down and had a, a sl- just a small Red Bull. I've been uh, pretty good. I have work. I have not had any energy drinks in there for a while. Uh, the only way I was functioning was pounding an energy drink every day, like a a rock star. The the. Uh, I don't know, you consider that a tall boy can, whatever you want to say, whatever size that is, 24 ounces, I don't know. I don't know what that is. It's it's a lot of monster. But I was doing that every day. But uh, since uh, there's been a lack of funds, the situation with uh, work is uh, the overtime died out there for uh, several weeks, so the funds were, were not there. And uh, so I had to cut back on that, and I'm trying to get into shape. Didn't, uh, I have lost a little bit of weight as I'm um, trimming down doing some more trail running and such and yada yada not hitting the vending machine at work that's been a big thing but uh i'm used to like cheating and having like an energy drink i did have a little bit of one a very small red bull yesterday to keep me pepped up for 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 the night which is good that i went ahead and did that because uh the old roommate tony uh she had messaged me which i uh live in Washington, Missouri, of course, like a couple blocks down from the sandbar. Um, she had messaged me that uh, she was down there with uh, uh, Jules, who is uh, Jackman's uh, son, who uh, Jackman, of course, is, uh, from the old Slapbox Bunker days. His son Jules is now uh, 21. But uh, in the message, she said, uh, I'm down here with uh, Jules and Josh, so I was like, I'm a little thrown off. <laughs> like she must be drunk already if she's referring to m- that I'm at the bar already. That uh, I should come down, and then come to find out she was not drunk yet. She had not had a drink by the time she sent that sex message, but she was, I guess, in thinking of me trying to text me. Putting my name in there when she met her friend Sarah, but <laughs> uh, to be twenty-one again, man, it's like I, you know, I had four Guinnesses last night over the course of several hours. I slow, I was slow, slow rolling it. I was not wanting to get drunk. I did no shots or anything of the that nature. It's like, oh, it's. It's like an effort. That's the first time I really just hung out at a bar in quite a long time. It's been a good long time. Well, I don't know. If you conclude third Thursdays, that's a different situation. But they serve food. It's mainly more for the food with also having drinks. It's sort of a restaurant, the the uh, beer deck over there. More more there for the food than the drinks. You know, I love the Bosco sticks. And it's more of like the group run thing. I haven't gone to a bar just to be at a bar, you know. Uh, But it, it was a... It was a good night. It was a good night. I think, uh, I I I know last week I had mentioned about the three-legged kitten Eileen. Oh, she's got her own theme song. Come on, Eileen. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. I don't need to sing. Um, <laughs> I think Tony might be taking him to my old home, where the slapbox bunker used to uh used to preside was down there in the basement of Kurt, uh, the uh, Jackman, Mr. Jackman, <laughs> Kurt and Tony. Uh, uh, that Jackman reference is so old now. It's from that uh, party way back in the day. That was like 2013, 2014 maybe? That's uh, been a while. 
He wore a Wolverine shirt. I think there was a Wolverine shirt he had on, and then he tried to style up his hair like Wolverine, so we started calling him Jackman on the podcast. Uh, anyway, <laughs> they have several uh, several pets over there. Of course, they've got two kitties, one being a Doom Kitty, who's afraid of everything, especially ceiling fans for whatever reason. He sees... A ceiling fan move, and uh, as far as I know, he's never gotten anywhere near a ceiling fan. But for some reason, he sees those blades move. He loses his fucking mind and bolts. Um, he's scared of his own shadow. And uh, <laughs> Doom Kitty does seem like, you know, a funny name to give a cat that's so scared. But uh, they also have Kitty, which they called her Kitty at times. It was Krappus for a while. A take on Krampus, but it was Krampus because uh, therefore when they first had her for like first year or so, she was like shitting everywhere. But I think it was because she used to like get into the uh, the boys' candy and like eat the candy and that shit. You know, chocolate and that stuff isn't good for like dogs and cats. No, no bueno. Um, I I have a sneaking suspicion that might have been the case. She she tears into a lot of food. It used to be I think she was the cat that. Uh, Whenever we we had bread at the house, we had to make sure that we kept it inside one of the cabinets and that she couldn't get to it because if you just had it sitting out on the counter, she would tear, shred the loaf of bread. And it wasn't like she would, like, open a hole in one side of the, the loaf and just, like, take a bite out of a piece of bread or, or two. She would tear open the whole fucking thing and just bite off every part so it's like my germs are all over it. So you'd have to throw out the whole goddamn loaf of bread. <laughs> or I guess, you know, maybe eat <laughs> some bread that, you know, a cat also chewed off of. I guess you could cut off, you know, the parts where she chewed on, maybe. That'd be all right. <laughs> It'd be like on Breaking Bad when uh, Crazy 8 has a, a Walt cut off the, uh, the sides of the uh, bread for him. He doesn't want, like, the crust stuff on there. And then later on, after he kills Crazy 8, you see him doing it at his apartment. Walt's just doing it for himself now. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so they've got that, and of course, Chuck. Oh, Chuck. Chuck's a... He's an old, he's an old dog now. He's, uh, of course, a pit bull, and... Uh, I'm sure he'd love to have another cat around. But uh, he he's... He can get a little too excited. I don't know how well uh, the kitten would fare with Chuck. <laughs> uh, but uh, he he's not as exci- excited as he once was since he's like, I don't know, 13 years old, whatever he is. That's old for a pit bull. That's an old, old man. He's got a lot of old man lumps and stuff. It's kind of sad. But uh, anyway, while we were at the sandbar, I showed pictures of Eileen. Of course, the three-legged kitten that uh, was hit by a car and uh, that uh, my friend Megan, of course, is fostering right now. Which, of course, when she sent me the pictures, I had the Sarah McLaughlin song from the commercial for the animals just uh, (laughs) pop up in my head. (sighs) And uh, it wouldn't go away. Um, But it was kind of like that when it sent into the... uh, they're showing the picture there to Tony. She was talking about, uh, well, I just mentioned the cat. I didn't mention that uh, Eileen was all black. And Tony was like, I already got her interest. She's like, you know, I've been wanting another cat. And like, she wanted a, an all black cat. And uh, Eileen just happens to be all black. Um, But, uh, <clears throat> and then I showed her the picture. She's like, I have to have this cat. I want this fucking cat. So I, <laughs> uh, it sounds like Jackman will probably not or will uh doesn't want another cat. I can understand, but uh I feel like there's a chance. There's a chance that uh they could end up uh having him or her rather have the uh have the old Eileen. Tony was just straight up jacked though when I showed her the photos and uh, there was video of Eileen. She was super excited. Super excited. Uh, the uh, Washington, the or the Franklin County 
Humane Society still has uh, another uh, three-legged cat, too, that uh, Petey believes the name of that one that I have not seen yet. I don't know what's going to happen with Petey, but uh, from what I understand, Petey is still in quarantine for he's got some kind of sickness that uh, they got to take care of. Can't have him around other felines. I believe it was a respiratory illness, but uh, anywho, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, I may not have to take care of my, it was looking like before before I showed Tony and all this, I was like, uh, shit, I might have just adop- adopting this other cat. And I'm like, uh, it seemed like Eileen might be a little bit more harder to take care of seeing as that like her back leg is missing. And, uh, was concerned about how she was able to use a litter box, you know? And, uh, though Megan has said that she is using the litter box more on her own and stuff. Now I went over there, uh, to John and Megan's on the 4th of July and, uh, Eileen was a little upset. I mean, she gets a little skittish just from sounds of cars and everything, which I'd be freaked the fuck out by car noises too if I got hit by one and lost a goddamn leg over it. I would be like, you know what? I I don't need to be in a car anymore. I, um, <laughs> uh, I'd want to avoid them. I'd want to live somewhere where I really didn't need a car and, uh, hopefully I'd get a really sweet prosthetic and, uh, <laughs> Anyway, yeah, uh, when I went over there, she hissed at me initially the the last time I went over on the 4th of July. But I I wanna, I would hope that the hissing was more to do with she's just freaked out over the whole day with all the loud noises. Anyway, uh, it was kind of nice to go out a little bit and watch some fireworks for for the 4th. It was, uh, they've got a lot of kittens over there. Or well, it's three or four. Three or four kittens and then a few adult cats. So I got to hang out with them and such. And uh, <clears throat> so far, I still just have the one cat, though. <laughs> I haven't I haven't officially caved on getting another one. I feel like maybe Fox would pref- would kind of like some company, though. I've been he's been kind of pissed off at me. So uh, like last night, I went out to the bar. I was gone for a long time. It seems like uh, he gets angry at me. And pissy whenever uh, I'm gone for long periods. I've been working more overtime. He's just like, eh, I don't want anything to do with you, asshole. Fuck you. <laughs> you could abandon me, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I haven't actually committed to another cat yet. Maybe one day. Maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, I've got other things to look forward to. Hopefully. I get that uh, Adam Jones signature Les Paul standard next week. Oh, well, maybe the week after. I believe it's actually the 15th, I guess, is when they're supposed to get it in stock, which would be a Friday. And then I have two-day express shipping on it, so I may be looking at the week after next if they actually get it in stock on the 15th. I probably be looking at something like Wednesday of the following week or something of that nature. Or so I'm guessing. That's what I would figure. And my internet's being really weird. I don't know what's going on here. Strange. Just disconnecting from things. You bastard. Oh, the... I. It's not just my laptop. I'm looking over and the... uh. The inter- the internet must be down at the moment. You b- you bastards! Damn you, Charter! So I imagine if I go on here on the old PC, and well, am I getting? Oh no, no internet on here either. Damn you! Um, I was just seeing. There's a picture of Shinzo Abe, which I would imagine. If you're listening to this, you've probably heard he was assassinated the other day. But maybe you didn't know. There was a... I've seen a story. It was initially, I think I saw on Twitter, of something to that effect. Um, There's a lot of people out there saying conspiracy theories. And 
and shit it latched onto there was a far right extremist that had posted a picture and I guess he was French a picture of Hideo Kojima and saying this is you know extreme leftist that and saying that Hideo Kojima assassinated Shinzo Abe I just want to go on the record he did not he had nothing to do with the assassination of Shinzo Abe I love me some Hideo Kojima but there was pictures of Kojima with wearing the uh, Che Guerra, uh, Guerra whatever <laughs> the uh, Cuban guy his shirts and uh, I don't know they had pictures of him with the I guess a Russian hat on and stuff and they're looking at him, look, look this motherfucker. And uh, a lot of, uh, I guess, conspiracy theorists and uh, right-wing extremist networks and shit like picked up the fact that it was Hideo Kojima and not, uh, t- I don't remember what the actual assassin's name is. Weird, though. I've watched a little bit of the videos and seeing... The shot. They got like the homemade gun and everything. I mean, the guy doesn't run away. It's clear who shot the guy. I don't think there's. I mean, the, the video's cr- crystal clear. Unless, you know, somebody's pulling some deep fake action. <laughs> Which I wouldn't surprise me if, you know, somebody is already. doesn't have like a deep fake out there with Hideo Kojima doing it. I would think Kojima, if he was going to do it, he would do it more secretively. I don't think he would do it out in public. Just saying. <laughs> I don't think Hideo Kojima is going around assassinating people. Just saying, I think he would do a better job of it being on low on the lowdown. And why the hell would Hideo Kojima go do it himself anyway? The guy's got a fuck ton of money. He could easily... Uh, pay somebody to do it. I mean, his net worth is according to clutchpoints.com is $30 million. With $30 million, you'd think you'd be able to pay somebody to do it. Although I'm already, I feel like I'm already like adding to some conspiracies that are like, well, of course he didn't actually physically shoot him. He paid the other guy. Uh, conspiracies are so easy to do. You know? Oh, he's also wearing a Joker shirt where he's wearing, he's got like a Che. Oh, damn it. I missed the damn picture. Oh, here's, there we go. Yeah, he's got a bag with uh, the Cuban revolutionary on it there. The other guy, though, I mean, he's, Kojima's like 58. This guy that shot him, same age as me here, 41. And, uh, I mean, I guess you could say they have similar features. They both wear glasses. Um, the hair's pretty much the same. They're both Japanese. And, uh, but the, the, in this picture of the assassin here, actually, he's wearing a mask. Just for you know, COVID's sake, he's worried about that. But assassinating a former prime minister, not a big deal. And but I'm going to be cur- courteous, uh, courteous to everyone else, and uh, wear a mask. Although you know, the mask might be more so to hide his identity. But it seems like he wanted to. He wasn't worried about getting caught for doing it. I mean, he just did it right out in the open. Security got to him like immediately. <clears throat> There's a. Uh, here, here, I'll read the story here on <laughs> knowyourmeme.com. Shortly after the assassination of Shinzo Abe, early this morning news about the murder of former Prime Minister of Japan spread quickly as people were scrambling for details. As is usual, whenever these types of things happen, people go online and spread misinformation about who is allegedly responsible. This time, the target of the misinformation was prolific video game auteur and pseudo-political activist Hideo Kojima, the father of many beloved game series. The reasoning for Kojima's falsely claimed involvement came in the form of a photo taken of the assassin, whose real name is Tetsuya Yamagami, which was compared to pictures of Kojima with Russian and anti-capitalist iconography, as well as a Joker shirt. Um, 
Shinzo Abe shooter is an avowed communist. Pick the uh, says on one tweet. Um, it's a picture of, uh, I guess, uh, Hideo Kojima there. Um, yeah, I mean this. Let's see here. Do, do, do. Wherever an earnest mistake or simple, whether an earnest mistake or simply a meme, the posts about Kojima being responsible with pictures of him betrayed as a devout anti-capitalist proved plausible to some, as multiple news sources abroad purportedly picked up on the story and ran with it, broadcasting to multiple c- countries that Hideo Kojima, the radical, was responsible for the assassination despite no evidence for or against it. This blunder was picked up by people across social media who quickly called out the Greek news station and French politician who said Kojima's name in relation to the assassination. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's somebody uh, saying, hey, they're calling Kojima out on Twitter. Hey, Hideo Kojima and uh, a Greek TV station Nintendo News said that you killed Shinzo Abe. Like, that's That's not great. That'd be, that's some shitty news to wake up to. <laughs> You're like, uh, I want, I mean, I doubt that, you know, the police shut up his door. I mean, they caught the assassin as he, you know, did it. There's no denying who did it, but I'm sure he's probably gotten, you know, threats from people online and such. Um, thinking that he's, uh, the actual assassin. Yeah. Yeah, oh man, there's all kinds of tweets about this. <laughs> uh, there's there's a pretty funny one here. Light yeah, at LT on en- Enterprise put uh breaking the gunman who assassinated assassinated President Hideo Kojima has been identified as notorious Otaku Samhide. I guess is from a video game or movie, but it looks like he's wearing. Well, that, that might be. Uh, is, that, is that from Kingdom Hearts? That's kind of the sword I'm get getting vibes from. I don't remember the name of the character in Kingdom Hearts. That. Uh, do do No, I. I don't know who the hell. I guess Sam Hyde is. I don't know who Sam Hyde is. Anyway, <laughs> but the in the picture, the guy's uh, carrying a sword. It looks very much like <laughs> Kingdom of Hearts. His cosplay is clearly cardboard. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, the internet's full of. Oh no, here we go. Uh, keep in mind, this isn't the first time that Hideo Kojima got randomly accused of something, says Cheems. <laughs> says, this couple decided to abort their baby, baby and mummify him. <laughs> they then put him in a capsule to show everybody they made this as a protest so abort can be legalized all around the globe. What a crazy world we're living in. Jesus Christ, please save our souls. And it's a picture of Hideo Kojima with I'm assuming to be a fan, a very attractive fan. Very attractive uh, blonde young lady here. And uh, they have a prop from, or like I guess a toy of the video game Death Stranded. I believe is the name of that one. The Death Stranded. The uh, the one with Norman Reedus. It's the main character. He's got a baby. He's carrying with him all the times. But it's just a toy from the game. And somebody, I guess, actually thought that this was their aborted fetus and they're happy about it. They're like, check out our aborted fetus. Everybody should have it. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, okay, I'll hear. Yeah, there's all kinds of Kojima stuff. I do love me some Hideo Kojima, though. As... uh. I'm a big Metal Fear, Metal Fear, <laughs> Metal Gear's Salad fan. I mean, I played the original NES stuff too, and I believe it was initially the game was first out on PC, 
if I remember correctly, or it might be in another console, one of the early consoles. I do not recall, but I know. Oh, history. I meant to put it. In. I meant to do that a little bit better. Um, <clears throat> the first. Man, it seems like Kojima should be older. I mean, you know, he came up with Metal Gear in the 80s. I mean, he's almost 60, but still. And he looks damn good for like 58. He looks solid. Must be all that, that commie diet he's on. <laughs> uh, or the $30 million. That might have something to do with it. I feel like he should have more than $30 million. I mean, Metal Gear is a huge franchise. I mean, I don't know what kind of deal he got with Konami. I feel like maybe he was underpaid. Or not. I mean, $30 million. What more do you need than $30 million? I, again, though, it's, you know, Konami probably really raked it in. Yeah. But, uh, oh, the MSX2 computer platform was the original system... I guess that uh, it came out on. And then they had a Nintendo port. That was in, in 87 is when the MSX2 version came out, the OG. Uh, and then a separate team created the heavily modified NES port. That was uh, in December of that year. Which, holy shit, <laughs> that game was so fucking hard. Um, <clears throat> so so ridiculous. It was one of the harder, like hardest Nintendo games. I don't know that I ever beat the original Metal Gear. That one was so difficult. It takes forever before you can finally get like a weapon. Like you get those cigarettes in the beginning and stuff, which is kind of funny. Which in the games now they still have the cigarettes, and then Snake's Revenge came out, and Kojima wasn't any part of that, and uh, it's all right, not as good, as good. And then uh, Metal Gear Solid though, the PlayStation One port of fucking Metal Gear, the OG Metal Gear Solid, that fucking game, man. Is so damn good. That is one of the best games that was ever fucking made, hands down. I hope they do. I know that they were talking about doing a revamp of it. I would like to see it redone, but you know, don't don't change the story and stuff in there. And like the gameplay is just so solid. I would just like to see it with like really good graphics. You know, the game is so solid. Hence, Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> Pun intended. Pun intended. There's so many good characters in it, and then you get just the boss. I love the boss fight. I don't remember the boss's name off the top of my head. But uh, you have the, uh, what is it, Nikita missiles? Ones where uh, you fire them, and they, uh, you can then guide the missile. And... Uh, like those that's the missiles you want to use against this boss but you're running around like uh shelving I guess or something of that nature and you got to like hide from him and then just launch these missiles and guide them at him classic stuff well there is a according to comicbook.com there is a remake reportedly in the works um unfortunately the report doesn't have anything beyond this oh thanks <laughs> Uh, like I like the Resident Evil remakes which they're um, currently working on the Resident Evil 4 which is uh, different but th that's made by Capcom not Konami but um, they're entertaining games but they change a lot I'm, I'm worried that remaking Metal Gear you know that they're probably not going to have Kojima involved in it 
He, I mean, he's the rock star behind the whole thing, the brainchild. And uh, I'm afraid if you don't have good old Kojima involved, it's not going to have that same feel to it. It's going to lose a lot. Hopefully they keep the original voice actor. Don't put in, like, Kiefer Sutherland <laughs> like they did Part 5. Which, Part 5, though, spoiler alert, if you... The Metal Gear Solid 5, if you play to the end, you find out it's not actually the regular Solid Snake is what you're uh, looking at, I guess. I forgot how it works. But... uh it could be why they decided to use Kiefer Sutherland's voice and not, uh, I forgot the uh, original chap's name. Um, but uh, here we go. We get, uh, of course, Snake. Oh, where? Damn it. It's not uh, Solid Snake. Let's see here. Oh, here we go. Voice actors, Solid Snake. It is David Hayter. There's there's the man. I don't see it mentioned. Kiefer Sutherland at all in there. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Kiefer Sutherland's voice and all. But damn, David Hayter, Solid Snake, Otacon. Just that gra- gravelliness of it. And just so good. The dialogue they wrote for him too, and like the OG Salad, uh, Metal Gear Salad, so so great. There's just so much of it too, like uh, probably hours on end. If because there's just different things where you just look at an object or something, and then it'll have some crazy line with it. So good. I know one of the craziest was uh, <clears throat> on Metal Gear Salad two. Uh, there was a a line in there about playing the game too long. It's like it's trying to fuck with you. And when I got to that part, I had I think I'd been up for like twenty four hours straight, and uh, I had a lot of soda and caffeine pumping through my system to get me through that because I just wanted to go through the game in a night, which is hard to do on a Metal Gear game because uh. Most of them, all of the cutscenes, you know, some of them get to be over an hour and just the cutscene and not even like the ending. You get to the ending, I remember in part four, and like the ending's like three or four hours long, it seemed. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Funny moments from Metal Gear Solid 2. Like there's. Hmm. I mean, there's some. Some crazy parts in all of them. Um, some weird stuff that uh, you end up chalking up to like uh, that's kind of pervy and, and stuff and everything. You realize oh these those Japanese they got <laughs> like there's a oh I forgot the name of the one Peace Walker I guess Metal Gear Peace Walker some good great game but there's this character that I believe is supposed to be a teenager. And yet you can, I think you can have sex with her (laughs) inside a box. You don't actually see it. Maybe she's not quite, or she's slightly older than TJ. I don't remember, but there's at least implied sex going on. And, uh, but there was a great, like the, the, at the end of Metal Gear Solid 2, it's like the, they end up, uh, you got the comm system with the colonel. He starts saying a bunch of crazy shit. Um, well, here we go. There's game facts. Are there really perverted funny moments in this game? This is just part two. Uh, see, uh, General Raiden says, well, there's things like Japanese models and bikinis on the inside of lockers, but nothing that I'd say is pervy unless you count Raiden running around naked after being tortured. Uh, oh, I forgot. Man, I haven't played Part 2 in a really long time. It says, uh, Overlord Death says, well, the president does grab Raiden's uh, private area later on in the game. 
Uh, hmm. Yeah, shit. It's man. I'll have to go back and play that again at some point. Oh, this is kind of weird. I don't know that I've ever done this. It says, uh, Arachnid says you can punch Emma until she goes to sleep and she'll mumble, Hal, mm, her brother's name, of course, in a creepy way. Yeah, that's kind of, it's kind of fucked up. That's some, <laughs> some fucked up humor there. Fucking. That, yeah, that's really weird. Uh. Oh man, there's okay. Here's some this is a IGN article here. Uh, forty one weirdest Metal Gear Solid moments. Number one, letting the end die of old age by either letting a week pass mid uh, fight or changing your console's system clock. Which I believe the end that was a sniper fight. He's like hiding. And then there's a Psycho Mantis reading your memory card and pretending to change your channel on your TV. That was good stuff. And then uh, to to beat Psycho Mantis easily, you had, you all you had to do was like switch. This is of course back when you know you had <laughs> most of your controllers were wired. You switch your uh, controller to controller two and use that, and then you can't read your mind. Um. Oh, I don't remember this one. The Colonel's I Need Scissors 61 freak out. That's number three. Number four is Liquid Ocelot using Sons of the Patriots to disable everyone's firearms. Number five, Metal Gear Solid 4's loading screen tips. Avoid playing when you are tired. I, you know, I remember that. Uh, which, how can you not whenever you're playing Metal Gear? Those fucking Metal Gear games, man. There's so much story. Number six, fishing mailed. <laughs> I guess it's that might be at the end of two. St- stuff starts really going crazy at the end of two. Um, number seven, Johnny Sazaki's recurring embarrassing shenanigans in the first two games. Eight, Johnny literally crapping himself during a mission in Metal Gear Solid Four. Number nine's naked riding. 10, using the picture of the girl in the locker to embarrass Otacon during the tanker mission. Number 11, Psycho Mantis. Failing to read your memory card or move the six-axis controller after the Screaming Mantis boss fight. Uh, hey, most of these kind of suck. Where's where's the good shit? Oh, yeah, I remember this one. Using the ketchup to escape from a prison cell. That's good stuff. There is, you do have a boss fight against a fat man in, in, on roller skates. That it it is crazy that you know at that point that was probably part two, part two or th- fuck that might have been three. I don't remember that was that was a while ago. So that might have been might have been when they added uh, the Sons of the Patriots stuff or whatever. Like there was a expanded version of two, I guess Sons of Liberty or. I don't know. All the names get kind of blended together in my head. But uh, they definitely uh, have some laughs making some of these characters. <laughs> it's great. You know, they probably have to have a lot of people okay, like sign off and okay shit. And they signed off on a roller skate, a fat guy on roller skates as a boss <laughs> in a serious game. You know, most games, but there is a lot of hu- humor to Metal Gear. But, uh, there's uh, the pain shoots bees at you. That is kind of silly. Um, damn it, I was trying trying to find... Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about this one. There's uh, letting you... Letting the wolf pee on the cardboard box so it's easier to sneak past the wolves in the first Metal Gear Salad. <laughs> that reminds me of a interview I heard with Arnold Schwarzenegger where uh, he was talking about the movie Commando, and I, I that I'm trying to remember was that a Paul Verhoeven movie? Maybe not. 
Um, I, I want to say it is Paul Verhoeven. I'm going to have to verify that. But uh, Arnold was talking about, no, it's Mark L. Lester that uh, directed that one. But he was talking about at the, at the end. There's a scene where he's um, out running or hiding from all these other commandos, I guess. And he suggested to the director, which I feel if it was Paul Verhoeven, Paul Verhoeven would have went with this. <laughs> but Arnold was uh, hiding in a bush in a scene, and he suggested that to add a little humor to it that uh a soldier should piss on the bush while he's in it and he's just got to sit there and take it well, like that would have that would have been great and that would have been the scene I would have talked about forever in command other than that like I you know I just remember Alyssa Milano was his daughter there's a scene with a rocket launcher and that's about it they kidnapped Alyssa Milano and then he goes and takes her back had they had the pissing in the bush scene, I would have fucking. That's the that's the fucking scene. I'm like that's the movie where Arnold let the dude piss on him, <laughs> so they wouldn't find him. Uh, but no, no, they didn't do that. Metal Gear, they've got the balls to do that sort of stuff. They have wolves pissing on boxes, so you can hide from other wolves. Uh Yeah, there's. Oh, there's. I think this might have something to do with. No, there's like deja vu moments, I guess, at the end of part two, but I'm not seeing the exact lines. But there's one point when you get to the end of Metal Gear Solid 2 where they straight up tell you, like, you shouldn't have been playing this game for so long and that. Start to wonder if they do this scene anyway, but like it, where you have to play for a certain amount of hours before it'll show up. But the colonel, it's it's because it's like it's talking to you, not as Snake, but you as in the individual playing the game, which can fuck with your brain if you have been up for twenty four hours playing a video game, and they're speaking to you, (laughs) the gamer. At the time, I was like, oh, man, I am kind of tired, but I'm pretty sure they're just fucking with me here. There was an incident I had like that on, like, Sega Genesis where they, they fucked me up, and I was getting near the end of a video game. There was uh, the X-Men 2 game on the Sega Genesis, which is a great game. But there's a part in the game. You get to this, uh, it's like an apocalypse the villain apocalypse you get to this boss fight it's like right before you get to him or right after you kill him I I don't recall but the system tells you (laughs) that there's a virus and and, you know I wasn't quite maybe I was like about 13 or so at the time 12 13 and it's telling me that there's a virus on there and it shows like the computer code and all that shit and just thinking but it tells you to reset but you know generally on an old console like that you hit the reset you start the fucking game over and so he's like what no and then you got to do it just right to get it to work to where it doesn't actually reset the game but it actually gets you to the next (laughs) level it fucked me up the first shit maybe a couple times I did I know the first time I fucked up like no and back then there's no saving there's no fucking memory card they didn't have passcodes on that game either, so you had to go back and grind through the game again to get that far. I believe I eventually ended up beating the game, but I remember when I realized what <laughs> that wasn't the system wasn't really fucked up, and that I just fucked up, and I I think I might end up like turning it off or something, and it's like realized like oh no fuck that was part of the game damn you <laughs> somehow I I fucked it up. On resetting it, I know initially, and then I had to go back through it again. I was very, very disappointed at that point. And it might have been a while before I eventually would go back and beat that game. 
But uh, other than that, you know, I've got uh, this is the weekend, of course. Thor, Love and Thunder is in theaters. I was planning on going to see it tonight. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, if I don't see it tonight, I get around to seeing it sometime tomorrow. Sadly, I thought about... It's kind of pricey just driving out there. I wanted to go to maybe Wentzville or Wildwood, see it at one of the B&B theaters. But holy shit, they raised their prices. The last time I went, I remember it being like 12 or 13 bucks or something like that for... Uh, I don't think that was non-matinee. I think that was just a general admission at like nighttime. I could be wrong. If you go tonight to like the B&B over there in Wentzville or Wildwood and you see it on the giant screen, which if you're going to go to there, you're going to see it on the giant. You're going to want to see it on the giant screen, right? It's number one in the movie in America right now. You got to go see it on the giant screen. But no. <laughs> It costs $19 now to see it on that giant screen. And son of a bitch, I don't have and paying pay for gas, probably some snacks and stuff. Like that's oof, oof, pa. But I can see it here in Washington. They have the reclining seats not as good as the B&B. I mean, you're definitely getting more bang for your buck seeing it on that giant screen with those fucking awesome seats. But in Washington, I only had to pay $9. Much better price for a late night showing. And I still get to recline. I just wish those seats would go back a little bit further. They kind of stop a little too soon. I think they should have went full on tilt. I want to lay down in those fucking seats, man. I want to feel comfort when I'm watching movies. I want to be in my boxers and just uh, the cat laying on my stomach, you know, <laughs> bring him in there with me. I want to make myself at home. If I could just make a, th- a big screen somehow inside my house here, that'd be great. A giant screen. I don't think I have enough room for that. It'd be fantastic, though. It'd be fantastic. Um, <laughs> but I am excited to see Thor. I love uh, Taika Waititi and uh, what he is, uh, what he did with Thor Ragnarok was fucking great. I thought that was fantastic, which I wasn't t- too thrilled about uh, Thor before that. Um, like the original Thor, like it was all right. And then uh, Thor Dark World, again, all right, but not great. And then even when, like, Thor was in the Avenger movies and stuff, I didn't think Hemsworth was, he was okay and stuff, but I don't feel like he was even like that uh, developed, I guess, as a a character. Whereas, like, Thor Ragnarok, I mean, he really starts, you get that, you know, I think it's just got to be, like, just Taika really, Helping amp up the game, but shit, I mean, he's just so great, so good <laughs> in Ragnarok, and then you see him uh, in Endgame and all that, the Avengers, Infinity War. You get the fat Thor. I mean, Ragnarok and beyond, Thor is just the fucking man. And uh, it's a shame we won't see like a Hugh Jackman, you know, read do more Wolverine and say have like a Taika Waititi do a Wolverine movie with Hugh Jackman. That'd be fucking fantastic. I'd love to see that. Um, but we get Thor and we get Natalie Portman back and uh, I did see an interview uh, I guess it was on the Tonight Show. They were saying uh, Love and Thunder sounded like Natalie Portman's somebody said that was sounded like her guns now because she's Working on the old biceps. That uh, th- that'd be a good name. She should get that tattooed on on her arms, and then uh, she can do another Natalie's rap that she did with uh, the Lonely Island guys, uh, Andy Samberg and them. 
Because there's two ones right now. I feel like she could go back and do another rap and then get all tatted up for it with love and thunder. And oh, if you haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, which was done by Taika Waititi, it's it's a, got a very dark content, but it, there's a lot of humor to it. It's uh, based on a book. Um, follows a kid in the Hitler Youth, which in itself you talk about it, and it's the end, the fall of Germany in World War Two. And he's his mother is Scarlett Johansson. She's hiding a Jew in the house, and he's part of the Hitler Youth. And his uh, his imaginary friend is Hitler, played by Taika Waititi. There's, <laughs> it's a great fucking movie. It's you know sounds like wh- what like on paper if if you didn't know the story hearing that you know a, a little boy was his imaginary friend is Hitler uh, he's in the Hitler Youth it's like it, it, I could see how that would be like ooh ooh ah but unique enough to where it would get somebody's attention I think to like you know read the book and such and then but oh man it's I haven't read the book but the movie's great. And Taika's <laughs> pretty funny is is Hitler. <laughs> Hitler himself, not not a funny guy. I mean, I didn't know him personally. Glad I didn't. Uh, as far as I know, not not a funny guy. Taika is hit uh, imaginary Hitler. Not bad, not bad. And apparently I did see, too, that uh, speaking of Natalie Portman and Taika Waititi, I did see that apparently Taika had forgotten that she played uh, Padme Amidala in, of course, the Star Wars prequels because uh, he himself is going to be working on a Star Wars film. And uh, it's thought that it might be involved with the Old Republic days. There's no real details out about the Taika movie, but he's got a movie at some point that he will be making in Star Wars. Apparently, he had asked Natalie, I guess while they were working on Love and Thunder, if she would be interested in doing a Star Wars movie. <laughs> and she had to inform him, like, well, actually, I've I've been in a couple of them. Um, it's kind of a big character. Kind of a big character. Oh, you know, the greatest villain of all times. Uh, wife. And then the, the mother to uh, one Luke Skywalker and uh, Princess Leia. You know, kind of a thing, kind of a thing. Uh, <laughs> that had to be uh, embarrassing, like, oh, yeah. I could see myself just making that mistake just offhand. Like, I've seen the prequels plenty. I'm aware that Natalie Portman, I would hope I wouldn't make that mistake. But at the same time, uh, I say stupid shit a lot, and my brain goes just off. It just doesn't work sometimes. And then, you know, in in the moment of a conversation, I can imagine just like, oh, hey, you want to do a Star Wars movie? I mean, if I was making a Star Wars movie and I was working with Natalie Portman. <laughs> uh, you know, they could put, like, prosthetics on her and stuff, and she could be, like, a different character, you know? I mean, Warwick Davis has played many a characters. Oh, granted, they were small characters, figuratively and literally. Uh, mainly, I'm referring to the fact that uh, he's only on screen for little bits, or I guess his character is kind of big in Return of the Jedi. He is, of course, Wicket, the Ewok. But he's in a fucking... Ewok costume the entire time and just makes noises, doesn't have any real dialogue. <laughs> Pretty easy to, I guess, then turn around and be in another movie in another suit or something. A little different, I guess, when you're <laughs> Padme and uh, you've got big on screen time, your face is forefront, a lot of dialogue. Then to turn around and do another character. Yeah, that would be a that'd be a little weird. That'd be a little weird. But if she was in if she was an alien of some sort, you know, 
and they made her look a lot different. Just saying. Just saying. You could put Natalie back in there. <laughs> I feel like she might do it. She might. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I am I'm pretty psyched to see the uh, the love and thunder. Even if I go by myself. I was uh, Shelly was going to potentially go with me. It depends on, like, uh, when he gets out of work. Um, which he hasn't messaged me in a while, so I'm guessing he's still at work. But uh, he is off tomorrow, but I've got uh, I've got a lot to do tomorrow. I don't really want to see it tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see what happens. See what happens. If not, I'll just say, I guess I'll have to just keep binging Stranger Things because I went back after finishing season five. You're like, you know, it's been a long time since I've seen the original few seasons of Stranger Things. So I've been binging a little bit. Binging... A lot of Stranger Things. And I'm back to uh, the mall. I'm in the mall. I'm getting near the end of the third season. So I'm almost back to season four again. And uh, I guess if I'd say like the best season, it might. I mean, I guess I'd go with the original season. And uh, I mean, the mall one, the third season is pretty great. Pretty great. I mean, they're all all good. And then, like, two might might be season four, just for those last two episodes. That shit was pretty epic. Vecna is a great fucking villain. I figured I'd go back and try to see if there was connections I could make with Vecna throughout the thing. And I'm kind of curious with, did they have Vecna in mind initially when uh, creating all this stuff? Um I'm going to ask it. When did the Duffer Brothers... <laughs> there we go. First thing when you put... When did the Duffer Brothers... As soon as you type that, create Vecna is the first thing. Because um, I'm wondering if they had the idea for Vecna initially. Or, I mean, because they go back in season four... The the events that create Vecna happen like right before the start of the original season of uh, Stranger Things, and uh, I don't know if uh, <laughs> yeah, there's big long articles with them. I don't see uh. Do, do, do. I don't. I just want a straight answer. There doesn't seem to be a. Anyway, there's a. It seems like almost there's like Easter eggs on the way up to it, to showing the Vecna. But it doesn't necessarily have to be Vecna. Like in season three, season two and three, you got like the mind flare, and that seems to have. Uh, but the mind flare was created by Vecna. So when you look at it, <laughs> actually Vecna is really controlling things at the end of the day, even though the mind flare is separate from Vecna. Um, yeah. I was listening to, uh, fin speaking of stranger things and one, uh, Mr. Finn Wolfhard plays Mike, of course on stranger things. He's a musician. And I thought Sadie Sink was as well playing the drums, but I realized the other day, fun fact, there's a YouTuber, I don't know her actual name off the top of my head, but I th she looks a lot like Sadie Sink. She purposely dresses like her in some videos. Like she plays like the a drum cover, I guess, of the Stranger Things song and stuff and uh, purposely wearing clothes like Sadie Sink. So I really thought she was a drummer. As far as I know, Sadie Sink doesn't actually drum. Maybe she does, maybe she doesn't. But I could have swore. Sadie Sink played the drums. But apparently... Apparently not. <laughs> that, uh... <clears throat> yeah. 
Hmm. Maybe she does. I could have swore though. Like I saw, it totally fucks with me. Minnie Fairhurst is, I guess, her her name. The girl that looks like Sadie Sink and she's playing the drums. Um. But uh, yeah, Minnie Fairhurst. And uh, although uh, Finn Wolfhard, he really uh has been in a couple of bands now, as uh, Copernica is like his first band, I believe, with Ayla Tesler Mabe. If you've if you're not familiar with Ayla, she's been a really good uh, player on YouTube. Um, she does uh, the, the YouTube channel. She's one of the people on Guitario. And she has got some really good guitar lessons on there. She just like explains things very well. And she's a, she's a solid player. But uh, she was in Copernica with uh, Mr. Finn Wolfhard, which is just like the greatest fucking name ever. It's like Finn Wolfhard. <laughs> it's not Soft Wolf. It's Wolfhard. <laughs> uh, it sounds epic. I mean, that's like 80s epic name right there. Finn Wolfhard. Um, but uh, Copernica, I guess, broke up in, uh, I, I read, I guess, 2019 earlier 2018 2019 something into that effect and now uh Finn Wolfhard is with the drummer still from uh Copernica and uh what they call the band they call the Aubreys which they've got some solid stuff if you the Aubreys especially but even like Copernica sounded a bit like this a very like indie rock um sounded a, a bit like Wilco if you're familiar with them and uh I, mean, I don't expect like the Aubreys or anything to be putting out like a number one hit or anything. You know, they might get well, they might get like a hit or something, but they're not going to be like huge, huge. But th- they're a solid band. I could see them having you know a good following. If you like like indie rock, definitely uh, check out the Aubreys or Copernica. Ayla Tesla Mave has got her own uh, new band too, Ludic, which uh, they're all right. For Ayla's really good at guitar. But uh, fun fact: the Copernica, when they were uh, bef- not too long before they broke up, Weezer saw their cover of "Say It Ain't So" and really enjoyed it. So they put them in. Uh, one of their videos for their cover of Aha's Take On Me. So the band that's playing as Weezer in the 80s is uh, actually Copernica. Fun fact. <laughs> that is... Uh, oh, lo- love me some Weezer. Fucking love Rivers Cuomo. Seeing, uh, I saw some footage of him at Glastonbury. I gotta pull this picture up. Holy shit! Um, Glastonbury, um, the Glastonbury Festival is shit. Show the recent one, you bastards. He's got like, <laughs> uh, maybe if I just go to news. <laughs> What? Weezify. This is kind of an older article. Apparently they have a streaming service called Weezify. Anyway, shit, I can't find actual photos of them from there, but, uh, did look like, uh, <laughs> very much, uh, I don't know, guy that's been, like, out in the woods living off the grid for the last ten years. Um, as uh oh Joe Keery I guess is singing I don't know uh, he's normally in a band I feel like this might just be kind of one off thing I don't know that's a really Joe Keery Joe Keery is also from Stranger Things of course he's Uh, 
I guess he's just maybe dressed as because Steve Harrington is the character he plays, or King Steve. Um. Uh, reverse Cuomo. I thought it was Glastonbury. This is like the most recent. Oh man, they got it from '95. That was a while ago. I thought it was the Glastonbury was the festival that just happened. Maybe that wasn't Glastonbury. Uh, I saw the Rivers Cuomo recently. I saw a thing of him recently. And holy shit. Total mountain man. I mean, yeah, I guess. Oh, this is a London stadium, not fucking Glastonbury. Not seeing. Oh, get get in there. Get in there. He almost looks like a hobo. <laughs> oh no, I don't want to know about this ad. Go f- go fuck yourself, Gateway Fiber. Damn it! Why don't they have like an up close shot of uh, Rivers Cuomo here? Here we go. Is it? I could have swore I saw him with a bigger beard than this. He's got long hair and a beard and stuff, but. Uh, I don't know. My memory must be screwing with me. I would enjoy seeing uh, some some uh, Weezer live. That would be a good show. Anyway, I, I guess I'm about good here. I need to start wrapping it up and uh, figure out whether or not I'm really going to go see Thor tonight. <laughs> Make that happen somehow, one way or another, as Blondie once said. Gonna get you, get you, get you. One way or another. As always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can. <laughs>